Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. In the 1970s and 80s, a monster hunted the Connecticut River Valley. Seven bodies found, one survivor, and no suspects. I'm Jane Borowski, host of Invisible Tears. I was seven months pregnant and stabbed 27 times, and I survived. My story didn't end that frightful night. This attack on me physically and mentally lingered for years. I'm Amanda Bedard, and I'm Jane's life coach and co-host of Invisible Tears. Jane is ready to share her story, and not just about her attack, but her healing process afterwards. As a platform for truth and healing, we are on a mission to help others that suffer from PTSD and help bring awareness to mental health issues. To hear my story and others, you can find Invisible Tears wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Two more murders, 15 miles well, away. Arrived, the they found the telephone and electricity line. Described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Cup of murder. On April 11th, 1935, a man named Richard Kuklinski was born. This man would grow up in a turbulent home and eventually take this life and turn into a hitman known as the Iceman. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Richard Kuklinski was born on April 11, 1935, in New Jersey, to a violent alcoholic for a father. Eventually, this man left his family, but would return periodically to beat his son. In fact, one of the Kuklinski children died at age 8 because of these beatings. And his mother? She was no better. She too beat her son regularly with things like a broom handle, sometimes breaking it from hitting him so hard, and other household items. She even, according to later accounts, tried killing her son with a kitchen knife. Richard would later describe his mother as a cancer in his life and said he regretted not killing his father. From an early age, Richard exhibited telltale signs that he was growing up to kill. He killed neighborhood cats by tying their tails together and throwing them over a clothesline or just throwing them into the incinerator and would often fantasize about killing his father while torturing stray dogs. After Richard's first marriage failed, 
he married a woman named Barbara Pedricki. She described her husband as having two distinctive personalities. Good Richie, who showered his family with expensive gifts and vacations, and Bad Richie, who was unpredictable, angry, and violent with his family. It was Bad Richie who once killed the family dog in front of his wife to punish her for coming home late, and stabbed her in the back on another occasion when she suggested that they see other people. But publicly, he was only known as the man who was a successful businessman and had money and power. What they didn't know, but what Barbara suspected, was that Richard's primary source of income was coming from his violent activities. That's because Richard Kuklinski was a hitman. He would make his money buying and selling stolen goods, running a burglary and car theft ring, and was linked to narcotic stealing, pornography, arms dealing, and money laundering. Basically, he was a jack-of-all-trades as far as criminal activity went. According to Richard, he committed his first murder when he was just 13 or 14 years old when he used a clothes hanging rod to bludgeon a neighborhood boy who bullied him. He was never connected to this crime, but by the mid-1960s, he began supplementing his income by becoming a contract killer. Some claim that he was an employee of the Gambino family, but none of that could be corroborated. If this is true, there's no telling how many lives he took on the half of his employers. On February 1st, 1980, after threatening Richard's family, Associate George Maliband was shot in the chest five times with a 38 caliber and, a few days later, was found near a chemical plant in Jersey City. His body was stuffed into a 55-gallon barrel. In 1982, Richard met a pharmacist named Paul Hoffman. Paul wanted to buy large quantities of stolen tagament from Richard at low cost in hopes of making a big profit. On April 29th, he met Richard in a warehouse with $25,000 of cash in hand. Richard then shot Paul under the chin, which Paul survived, and beat him to death with a tire iron after the gun jammed. Paul Hoffman was then stuffed in a 50-gallon drum filled with instant cement and then left on the sidewalk for all the world to see. The drum then disappeared and Paul Hoffman's body was never found. In the early 1980s, he met a fellow murderer named Robert Prong. Robert taught his new friend how to kill with cyanide, and this became Richard's new favorite weapon. However, the two had a falling out, and Robert was found dead in his Mr. Softy truck on August 10, 1984, with two bullet wounds in his chest. Eventually, police became aware of the burglary gang operating in Jersey, Richard's gang, and arrested one of its members, Percy House, in hopes that he would squeal. He agreed to testify against Richard Kuklinski and was placed in protective custody. In the meantime, Richard killed a member of his gang with a cyanide-laced hamburger, unaware that Percy had given his name to police. The body was stored between the mattress and box spring of a motel bed and a number of guests rented the room, sleeping over the body with no knowledge. Though they did comment on the odd smell. The body was found on December 27th after one too many smell complaints. Richard continued picking off his associates one by one and blabbing about his crimes to the other members of his gang. On September 5th, 1983, the body of Louis Masgay was found with a bullet hole in the back of his head. 
Lewis had disappeared over two years ago on July 1st, 1981, after a scheduled meeting with Richard Kuklinski. In an attempt to mask his time of death, Richard stuffed Lewis's body in an industrial freezer, earning him his nickname, the Iceman. However, the body was not completely thawed, and he was wearing the same clothes that he was wearing the day he disappeared. So it was determined that he died the day of his meeting with Kuklinski. Richard was already on police radar. They had a feeling they knew all of the crimes he was responsible for, but needed something more solid for an arrest. In 1985, they formed Operation Iceman, a task force composed of federal, state, and local law enforcement agencies, as well as the New Jersey Attorney General's Office and the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, all dedicated to the arrest of Richard Kuklinski. They enlisted the help of a man named Philip Solomene, a longtime friend of Richard's, to help get Special Agent Dominic Polifrone in with Richard. He was posing as a man who wanted to hire Richard to kill a wealthy associate in a cocaine deal robbery. When he got Richard talking about the hit, he would record him, and this would be enough evidence for an arrest. The plan worked, and they not only got him talking about the new hit, but also bragging about some of his past kills. Richard Kuklinski was arrested two hours later on December 17, 1986, and charged with five counts of murder, six weapons violations, attempted murder, robbery, and attempted robbery. During his trial, his former associates, the ones still alive, gave evidence against him and the recorded conversation was played. He was found guilty on two counts of murder in March of 1988 to avoid a second trial he pled guilty to two others. The only murder he was not charged with was Paul Hoffman's due to his body never being recovered. He received two 60-year sentences, which would run concurrently, and was not eligible for parole until the year 2046. During his time in prison, he granted interviews with prosecutors, psychiatrists, criminologists, and writers in hopes to figure out why he ended up the way he did. He is a main case for the argument of nature versus nurture, and some hypothesize that he inherited his parents' antisocial personality disorder. In total, the abuse he suffered and his mental illness caused him to take the lives of an estimated 100 to 250 people, though it is impossible to corroborate these claims. On March 5, 2006, Richard Kuklinski died of cardiac arrest. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear a terrible thing happened on April 12th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.